Dancing, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Annalisa. And I am Reese. And this is To Ellen Back Generation, Generation Q Edition. We're still together. We're still yeah, we're we're in the same room. So that means we say the whole thing together, mm-hmm. together. And then we also say a lot of other things at the same time. Yeah. And we're sorry. We're sorry about yeah, that. We're very excited to be around each other. And and so, you know, if there's a little bit of what we call in uh, the podcasting business crosstalk. <laughs> um, sorry. Sorry. But we're trying we're, not to. I just did it. We just did. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I think I think it's okay that we are excited to be here with each other and to talk about this show where people are constantly talking over each other. So true. Um, yeah. What if we just sat here and all just took turns and waited? Like, that would not be fun either. So, no. you know, we'll figure it out. Right. We're just so excited to be in each other's presences and carols and carols of carols of all. touching my thigh right now <laughs> this is gen q 207 light directed by rose trochet who if you don't oh, know who gee. that is worked on the original series directed go fish lesbian classic that i think is underrated among contemporary audiences safety of objects safety of objects oh, were you looking at me as a contemporary audience who underrates <laughs> Go fish. <laughs> oh, it wasn't. It wasn't pointed. I feel like a lot of people at Auto Shuttle like are like, oh, go fish. Yeah, sucks. including me. Yeah, but I like. I think I might really be the root, but that's okay. Um, we can't all love everything, but Rose Trichet is a legend. Yes, she is a legend, and uh, it's exciting to see her directing an episode of this. Also, if you haven't seen Safety of Objects, you should. Um, I was going to say go see it, and I'm like, I don't know, find the DVD. Yeah. You should good luck. Rent Watch it. it online somewhere. Yeah, or, find it. Yeah, it's really good. Kristen Stewart's in it. Actually, I'm so glad that you brought that up because Reese has watched recently. I follow Reese on Letterboxd. Um, everyone, I've been observing this as well. Quick plug, follow all three of us on Letterboxd because we're fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm doing it. Reese is watching all of Kristen Stewart's <laughs> movies in order. In order, which has led to me adding a lot oh, of really random movies that Kristen Stewart, I'm sure, is in for like 15 minutes uh-huh. to my Letterboxd watch yeah. list. But weirdly... I've been wanting to do this. I don't know if you follow my letterbox as closely as I follow follow yours. yours. But you know, I'm doing this director project. I actually literally just follow you guys and (laughs) Sully so I can keep pretty close tabs on everyone. Um, So I'm doing this director project where I watch movies from like iconic directors. And I've been thinking that if I do another iteration of this, actresses would be a very fun one. And Kristen Stewart is one that I, for gay personal reasons, yeah would do and so then you were doing this and i'm inspired by you and your oh, commitment that's so wonderful i mean some of them i watched out of order like we like gresh and i watched lizzie the other night which i hadn't already seen mm-hmm. but when i'm like alone i'm doing it in order mm-hmm. and i will say that i've watched some unfortunate <laughs> i believe that yeah I've watched as some someone who's watched films. have you seen into the wild yes i have reese hated into oh. the wild <laughs> her eyeballs are about to pop out Kristen Stewart's early film, she is somehow heterosexual and they always put her in like skirts that go down to here and mm-hmm. converse, mm-hmm. you know, they do costume, you know, I feel like that with Elliot Page too. like, there was yeah, that just, was a similar, that was a similar costuming strategy. There was always something going on there yeah. where you look and you're like, like I was obsessed with them. Me, Annalisa was obsessed with them as a high schooler before I knew I was yeah. queer at all. And Same. now 
that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. You didn't tell us who wrote this episode, yes. did you? Um, this episode is written by Maisha Clausen, who wrote this season's Luck Be a Lady and has written on a bunch of television. Um, should we get into the I was episode? just thinking about how much I hated it into the wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay. We open in heaven. Sex, <laughs> sex, sex, sex. We open in Reese's favorite way to open any L word episode. So fan friendly are fucking all over the house. Mm-hmm. Like engaging in the time honored tradition of <laughs> new like relationship. Right. We won't leave this home. In yeah. fact, they haven't eaten or like drank water. Yeah, which I didn't understand. Like, you, really, you haven't drank water? I have to drink water drink, like, every drink, minutes. Yeah, drink water. Also, like, you can make it, like, if you need to make it sexy, involve water yeah. in your sex. Like ice. It, Last it, week, we spoke about yes. ass, ice. <laughs> and, and, you know, but I, it's just like, they're, the sort of, the beginning of a relationship having sex all the time is, like, elevated by the fact that they live in the same house. Yes, so there's true. nothing stopping it from That's just true. going bananas. Right. And, and Finley is unemployed. And yeah, and Finley is just a soccer. No, Finley has two jobs. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry. Finley acts like she's unemployed. Correction. Um, they should just put one glass of water next to the bed. And yes. be or a water bottle. Over. Yeah, a mason, at least a mason jar full of water for the two of them, you know? Yeah. Um, no notes. <laughs> yeah, no notes. Perfect. We did it. Great. They're doing it. They're we doing love it. it. They're having a nice time. Um, I'm so happy they're together. I hope that nothing goes wrong. I'm sure nothing will. <sighs> So speaking of horny people, we go to a little brunch date starring Alice and Bet. But it's not just Alice and Bet at the restaurant. It's Nat and Gigi. Oh, fuck. They're both here? That is so gay. They are also there. Um, so first, Bet says to Alice that she seems happy. And again, we're getting that like, Bet Porter soft by phobia. But, you know, she's being a supportive friend. So, you know, whatever. And... Bet says that things are over with Gigi and it's like, it's fine. She's like playing head games with someone else already. When it's like, what head games? Yeah. Uh, what? What? This is okay. This is the episode Bet where Bet I order head games. Like, yeah. like what? Pot, kettle. Bet head games Porter over here <laughs> yes. is like Gigi's off playing head games. What? Again, like last week when we were like, everyone in this friend group thought Jody was so weird for just wanting to know what is going on. Mm-hmm. Bet thinks that Gigi is playing head games by going, do you want to talk about your feelings? Yeah. Right. Gigi liked bad and wanted to continue to see her. <laughs> that's not a head game. No, it's the opposite. <laughs> that's just life. Yeah. That, that's I mean, how it goes It might sometimes. be a different kind of head game if she had played her cards better, but right. that is <sighs> no. not what she means. And I this this season is really, it's fascinating to spend so many years obsessed with Bet Porter and then for... Like to just, I, I don't know if it's this season or if it's like something in me, but <laughs> I, I'm like, it's it's ending. Like I really, my love of Bette Porter is sort of over. I'm really finding her to be, this episode's rough. The, the um, last couple. In the comments on the recap last week, uh-huh. one of the commenters noted that like something feels different about it this season. Like it feels like maybe she's punching down. And I mm. think that might be it. Yes. Because even like her and Jody were equals, whether, mm. I mean, Bette, fuck was the one who messed with Jody, but yeah. like they were equals but like the way she goes after Carrie mm-hmm. and the way she treats Gigi and like I mean her and Gigi are equals but like the, the not in this relationship right you know yeah that is interesting I haven't thought about that you know what though Alice looks great 
Alice does look great. Anyway, Bette Porter would have me believe that's because she's fucking Tom, I guess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Bette takes a call and Alice goes to say hi to Nat. And Nat's hair looks amazing. Worth noting. Luscious. It's just wonderful. And, but it's like, my perception of this was, oh, this is awkward. Yeah. But that wasn't their perception of it because... Banging. Before you know it, they're fucking in Nat's car and... With Alice through the sunroof. Yeah, it's funny. Bouncing vigorously. Yeah. Yeah. Do we think, not to get graphic... (laughs) Let's get graphic. On a hand? Yeah. It just was so vigorous, the bouncing. I don't know. I mean, good for you her. You think Nat was packing? <laughs> <laughs> at, Maybe. At brunch to talk about logistics with Gigi. <laughs> she loves public sex. You never know when That's you're going to need it. That's so. true. I mean, I don't know if they... Do you think that they really thought about it? No. I, I don't know because, like, if there's one thing I trust Jen Q on, it's to think through their sex scenes. Mm. So, I don't know. But whatever it is. It depends how you, how much you are uh, a Talus shipper, but um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's fun. Um, they seem to be having fun. Yeah. The physical comedy. We've talked about how funny Alicia Haley is and yeah. her popping through the sunroof is very good. Yeah. Um, honestly, Drew and I talked through the beginning of this next scene. So what is Shane talking to Tess about? Oh, they've organized overnight, as you do on television, a giant function for the MS Society. That explains so much of the later <laughs> stuff that we were a little bit confused about. Um, yeah. And it's some sort of poker thing, obviously. And um, Tess is so excited. She's going to cry. And then she goes to see her anonymous friends yes. in the yes. community center because that's where her A meeting yes, is. And that. then Shane spots Carrie walking in yes. and thinks, oh. Got all that. We cool. sort of were debriefing the Nat and Alice thing and missed what the event focus was. Like, I sensed that there was an event and then we mm-hmm. saw I'm going inside yeah. and there's Carrie. Yeah. Now that Annalisa and I live together, it's like a little bit more the energy of like an L word watch party <laughs> as opposed to the like we're scholars pausing the episode over and over again right. to get every little detail. Right. Um, which, you know, is fun for us. But if we mess anything up, you know where to find us. Uh, speaking of writing things down, um, <laughs> Angie's writing questions to ask Marcus and Jordy is being really weird and it's not her character and I know they're doing a thing and we'll I get... I mean, what's her character? I don't know. Her character was a supportive <laughs> high school girlfriend. That was like all we knew about her was that she was like a... like That she liked Angie yeah. and was like present and cool and then I don't know I just like I'm still annoyed about this even though she's not even a canonically trans character so it's just like I'm just like wanting these cute teen lesbians to be cute which I know we'll get there. We've all watched the episode but at yeah. this point I was like why is Jordy being so like right. I get teenagers or teenagers. Well, it's not like we ever find out the answer to that. No, not really. It's sort they of, try to explain, they explain it, but, it, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, this, I don't, I don't enjoy this, but that's what's happening in this scene. Yeah. She also like, is. we don't need to get too deep into this, but she just kind of walks out also. Yeah. She's like, all right, see you later. Yeah. It's <laughs> weird. Okay. It's weird. Um, Speaking of porters. <laughs> nice. We go and we finally find out which I have now looked up on the internet, (laughs) that a gallery is sort of like an agent. So like being represented by a gallery means they sell your work and like they take a cup and they have access to more artists and they can like, they can show you at their gallery, but they could also like book you a show at a museum. I see. So she was like, if you can get me a museum show, I will sign with the evil monster. Yeah. And so she did with her old yield cack. Cack. (laughs) Back to the cack. Back to the cack, as they say. She says that, she says that CAC is doing a show around like work about Black Lives Matter. 
and that like Pippa could be like the center of it. And I just was interested because the like stance the show has taken on like tokenization being the worst thing that can happen to someone with a marginalized identity Mm -hmm. this season. Like that's sort of been their stance. It was interesting to me that this wasn't the time that it came up because Pippa feels like the character of Micah, Pippa, Bet. Pippa feels like the character who would be like, this is yeah. tokenizing me. Like, yes, this is what my work is about, but I don't want it to be like... Well, it's more like pigeonholing. Than, yeah. Than t- I don't tokenizing. want... Yeah, yeah like, I, I don't want to just be this kind of artist or like yeah. they think that because... But it seems like... She's just excited to have this museum show now. And I don't know. It's just... I guess it's just... I, I know we have to move the story along, but it just was interesting to me because I was like, oh, I feel like this character would have like... I was expecting her to have something to say about that. But... Maybe she, unlike Micah and Bet, realizes that talking about and representing your identity isn't actually the worst thing in the world. <laughs> well, and also Bet says later that, which I th- think was really interesting to hear from Bet, that Pippa are, explores her queerness and blackness in ways that Bet yeah. like, says she has only just started to do, which mm. I was like, that's actually interesting. Yeah. So I also wonder if Pippa, because Pippa, her Bet, is doing that in her art, mm-hmm. that she's yeah. like, that's an okay place to totally. show my kind yeah. of thing. Um, Pippa is also saying that she is sort of nervous about mm-hmm. doing a show because the art world chewed her up and spit her mm-hmm. out when she yeah. was younger and she's afraid to get sort of lost in that validation mm-hmm. need again and what it means about her. Um, right. All things that I think are interesting about artists. What's more interesting is that Pippa casually reveals she has a son, which for those of you following along at home means that she does in fact... Check all Check of Bet's boxes. All of Bet's boxes. So true. Hmm. I guess these are Bet's boxes now, you know. Pippa's going to do the show. Yeah. She's excited. We're signed mm-hmm. on. This probably means good things for them. Yeah. And then Bet calls someone to be excited about it. And then Carrie calls her and she yes. takes the call. Yes. Speaking of talk show hosts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because of Carrie. Because Carrie. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. Carrie's a talk show host. <laughs> you guys know what I mean. <laughs> um, over at the Alice show, it's time to watch Sophie's segment it's airing right now on the video screen of the show i don't understand how this talk show works but whatever okay um i love the idea of all these heterosexuals sitting there wanting to see this cute elderly lesbian love story these like families who are on vacation to la (laughs) and have like booked tickets the way that you do for the ellen show viral content yeah Yeah. (laughs) they're like oh my god love we love love they wanted to see alice in a hamster ball and then they see these like (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> sweet, sweet lesbians. And they're like, yeah, amazing. More. Um, so, yeah, but then Finley comes in from roughing kids soccer to like support Sophie and, and yeah. Okay. He's very excited for her. Can I, th- can I say something that's going to bother you, Reese? Uh-huh. So the ways in which Finley is annoying. <laughs> I'm aware that by the end of this episode, now I really feel bad saying this, but in the at this point in the episode, I was like, Finley when she's getting what she wants, when she's Mm -hmm. like not a sad puppy, Mm -hmm. I find her obnoxious. Like where I was like, which look, that's like maybe my own shit to work through as far as like the type that Finley is Mm -hmm. that where I just feel like she sort of stumbles through life and Mm -hmm. everything just sort of works out for her. And when things weren't working out for her, Jacqueline Taboni is like a really good actor. And like, Mm -hmm. I felt a a lot for the character and the character is well-written. So, but then at this point I just was a little bit like, I don't know. She was annoying me in the scene. And annoying me sort of throughout this episode a little bit. Yeah. I mean, um, but, well, yeah. but then, you know. I thought this scene was really sweet. Okay. <laughs> and I, I and that's great. I'm somewhere between the two of you, which is to say, I thought the scene was really sweet and I love that she showed up to support Sophie. Yeah. 
we're in a public space and she's changing out of her referee outfit. Yeah. Weird. And then, of course, for old time's sake, because they love to fuck in this room, <laughs> they start kissing. And I was like, it's just I don't think that's Finley's fault. Though. No, it's definitely not. It's a mutual. Sure. For sure. The, the having sex is actually, I think, more on Sophie to be like, I'm at my place of work. Yeah. I'm wearing a blazer. We're yeah. not going to do this right now. But as aforementioned, they're in that early. We simply can't. Mm -hmm. The only air we need to breathe is at the back of each other's throats kind of mm -hmm. moment. So, yeah. So they start hooking up and it turns out that there's an exec from the network. That's what I assume. Yeah. There to watch the show today. And he loves the segment so much that he tells Alice and <laughs> Alice is like famously as bosses and talk show hosts are yeah. want to do gives credit to Sophie. Yeah. Good for her. Um, takes them back to the green room of sex again. And luckily, Alice is the only person who yes. sees it. I was really nervous. Me too. Because I was like, because I don't I care for that kind of little device. Yeah. So I was like, really, guys? That's what you're going to do. But also I thought, you know, we know that something, and we'll know even more later, that something that Sophie's grappling with is that Finley is not mature or, mm -hmm. you know, professional or whatever it is that she's yeah. judging on. And I saw in my mind's eye like a little telescope came out of my brain mm. and I could see them in the next 30 minutes being like it's actually Finley's fault that Sophie got <laughs> caught by her boss fucking and I was already mm. mad about that and yeah. luckily that's not what happens but anyway you know who else saw someone fucking today it's Gigi, Gigi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gigi saw Nat and Alice having sex in the car and Alice's little blonde head popping in and out of uh -huh. the sunroof and she's telling that to Danny yeah. yeah while they're hanging out midday I don't know what what's going on here but that's fine they love to give to put danny at a food truck yeah danny does love a food truck yeah um Gigi asks if they should talk about the other night and mm -hmm. danny is kind of hesitant and then confesses that she thinks it's a little bit shitty that Gigi sprung her feelings on her during yeah. like a low point yes so are we gonna talk about the other night i was hoping to just skip over it actually <laughs> okay <laughs> She's a lock it in the closet and throw away the key type. My favorite. No, I just, um, you don't feel the same way. That's okay. I'm a big girl. I can handle it. No, I just thought it was kind of shitty, actually. Me telling you I have feelings for you was shitty? Well, I had a fucking horrible night. To see the two of them like that, it... Mm hmm And then you made me feel good. But then I needed a friend. But who wouldn't want, when they were at a low point, for Gigi to tell you that she has feelings okay, about yes, you? Okay, yes, but also, like, I really liked this. Because Yeah, it does I, show Danny, Danny speaks her mind. Okay, this is really hot take coming this direction of Everyone this microphone. get ready. I think Danny, this season, is my favorite character wow this season last season she was my like maybe my least favorite character yeah i love her character this season i like relate to her a lot like yeah. i didn't relate to her at all last season and like yeah. this season there's like a lot of things that i really like i just i i think like i don't know i really really like her character and what they're doing with her character yeah. um and i liked that because i mean i loved the ending of the last episode as you'll remember from my intense enthusiasm but i do think that like yeah it was a little bit like if Gigi's for real and really wants like 
a real relationship here with Danny, like bringing up those feelings when the person is in crisis isn't like the most. They were talking about ice cream, competitive ice cream eating. They were kind of on a date at that point. Yeah, like the, the past was in the past. <laughs> That was a pretty intense. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it was like bad. I wasn't, I don't think like Gigi's abusive. I just think that like Danny being like, I feel complicated because of these circumstances and then talking it out. Yeah. And then they had talked, they talked. Yeah. This is what happens when characters actually talk. When people talk, right. look, queer people talk. I like, know. And Gigi's <laughs> like, you should talk to bet. Like if what this actually is, is that you feel like it's like talk to bet. Yeah. It's great. I love it. I, Danny's so like, she's just so wide eyed and like, she doesn't know what she's, she's like. I would never want someone to feel the way I did when Sophie. I don't think Bet had very strong feelings for me. I find that hard to believe. It's so awkward for Gigi because she obviously wants to be like, no, I mean, she really, she really didn't like me. She really didn't. And also, it's such a strong indicator that Danny has really strong feelings for Gigi because yeah. I thought that that's, was so cute. I don't know. I thought it was very sweet. Like, isn't it like it's such a thing where you're like, when you like fall in love with someone and you're like, and you like hear all their stories and you're like, yeah. that person broke your heart, dumped yeah. you. Like, what? Like, right. you're clearly the best person who's ever walked on this planet. It's like yeah, very sweet. Exactly. Speaking of people who have had sex. Mm-hmm. Um, we go back to the Alice show yeah. where Alice is like, you motherfuckers, what the fuck? But, yeah, she's but do very you, nice. But do you like that Alice is one of the 35 Sinley shippers in the world? <laughs> I do. She I said, think- I love you guys together. Yeah, she's number 35. <laughs> and, and Finley's like, could it just be my fault because I don't work here anymore? Which, but that's not how it works. doesn't matter whose fault it is. You guys shouldn't have fucked. And she's like, what is mm-hmm. it about that room? Anyway, it was funny yeah. and cute. Yeah, it's good. Fabrice the shit out of that couch before you leave. Absolutely. Copy. Fabrice. I like this Alice Sophie relationship friendship. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's fun. Yeah, like I think so too. Speaking of <laughs> emotional processing, um, Angie tells Kayla that like Jordy's preoccupied with prom and that it's like their relationship isn't going well. And then she's like, "Have you ever broken up with anyone?" <laughs> like Angie, at least talk to her yeah. about it first. What are you doing, you crazy Critically. girl? What is in those smoothies? Man, they love to put people under 18 drinking a goddamn smoothie on the show <laughs> like do they just want to get a straw and pop it into a plastic cup so so hard critically angie is 16 so she's never had to talk through a problem in a relationship yeah. before she has the thing that honestly sometimes i still have which is like oh this doesn't work guess it's done yeah. guess we don't work the other thing i thought was really sweet in this scene was angie going jordy just only cares about prom and kayla goes well, that seems fun. She <laughs> <laughs> seems like she's having a fun time. And I yeah. thought that was really funny. And the thing is, like, all of the Jordy is normally supportive stuff aside, Kayla kind of makes, without trying to, a good point, which is sometimes you have people who you talk about fun stuff, and Kayla is happy to talk about the dad mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. I read this book last summer. Drew already has heard this actually once today. Mm-hmm. And it had a line in it. It's a girl who goes to therapy, and the therapist is like, you can't keep trying to get milk at the hardware store right. about like trying to connect an o- emotionally with your mother who refuses to do that. And I think it's useful. It felt like I read that line and I was like, have I gone to therapy? And that's sort of what I felt like here. There is something for Angie and Jordy to discuss clearly, mm-hmm. but also you can't get milk from the hardware store. Just ask Kayla. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But she should expect her girlfriend to be interested in her interests. 100%. And also, they should have a conversation about it. Yeah. Yeah. Kayla did a great job acting. She sucked on that straw. I completely believe she was <laughs> drinking your smoothie. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Good job, you guys. Teen actors get smoothie cups, which are always clear and you can see through them. Adult actors sometimes get coffee cups, which are just plainly empty and a weird tool. Ageism. Yeah. 
speaking of people who should talk to each other, I really don't know what this scene started as. I was yeah i didn't like it yeah it seemed like sophie for some reason is like i was like you know finley and sophie are perfect together because finley just takes it yes you know what i mean like danny yeah. would be like no like any or yeah. really anyone yeah. but finley's own self-esteem is kind of waffling and also i think she's used to to like no one taking her seriously yeah she kind of jokes her way into sophie calming down about some non-existent issue well, basically sophie is sort of like can you cook? I don't know. It just like, started. Sophie, you, well, so what happens is what you were saying earlier, that basically Sophie decides that even though she did this thing, or she was one of the two people having sex in that room, that yeah. because she feels embarrassed, it's Finley's fault. Oh. And and mm. so she's like, you're so immature. And it's like, no, Sophie, maybe you have to, I mean, yes, but also like maybe you have to confront the fact that you also made this mistake and yeah. you're also immature. And, but yeah, like Finley just sort of takes it, but then Finley blames her immaturity on getting kicked out at 18 and having like some stunted development. She doesn't blame her immaturity on it. She just says she's not as grown up as Danny. But I mean, Danny's father gave her, a, she's now CEO of her father's company. That's a much different place to be coming from than oh. Finley like getting kicked out of her home when totally she was in I mean I, I feel like I don't I wasn't saying that with like judgment like I just like her not being grown up immaturity I guess I was like using those interchangeably but like which I think is a it is a fair point um I think it's something that a lot of queer people have to realize is that like whatever sort of lost youth stunted adulthood that queer people often have that honestly trans people have even more than cis queer people like I think you have to sort of realize that it's not an excuse. Like it is an explanation, but it's not necessarily an excuse and you have to like work on that. And I think her self-awareness is probably uh, a positive as far as that's the, it's the first step, you know, of knowing that you have to like fix something is mm -hmm. knowing the origin and knowing that it's a problem. But, but Sophie's being very mean. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know that Finley actually has something to fix in this specific situation. It's like, I think what she's saying is like, yeah, I can't cook fancy meals because I didn't grow up in a fancy house. Like I got kicked out. So my go-to meal is an oven pizza. Sorry. Yeah. Like that's kind of what it felt like to me. Anyway, yeah. they recover this sort of by Finley being jokey. Right. And then Sophie is like, oh, I actually was just asking you questions because I want to get to know you more. Which is yeah. bullshit. In a different way, which is not true. You were just rude to me. Yeah. I'm just like, this is obviously going to be a conflict for them. Like that was, yeah. this is the main conflict we've all been anticipating is like Sophie's very ambitious and yeah. has her career aspirations and Finley really doesn't have any aspirations and it's hard to know if that's like something that she's done because she didn't have any options and so she just has been like trying to like right. paddle around or whatever but I mean then she eventually is like I'm just so you know I'm like down to be a stay-at-home baby daddy and I'm like oh yikes right <sighs> after Sophie visibly tries not to make a face when Finley is like I don't know the kids soccer coaching thing is going well Sophie I could just see this whole mask kind of fall. Like, yeah, she just kind of was like, uh-huh. But you knew, she knew this about she Finley. She knew this about Finley. So yeah. it's, I mean, it's, this is, I do think there are ways in which Finley like is immature mm -hmm. and needs to like grow up. But I think that Sophie's issues with her are more just like issues with who Finley just genuinely is. And if she doesn't want to date her, she doesn't have to date her. But like plenty of people would want Finley as their like goofy stay at home dad. You know? The other thing though, and then we can move on, is Sophie, I don't think actually cares about Finley's lack of ambition. I think she cares about how Finley's lack of ambition is perceived by mm. other people in her mm. orbit. That's a really good point. Yeah. I don't actually think she gives a shit what mm. Finley does, mm -hmm. except for how it looks to the people. I mean, later we see this at the party mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. It just kind of, it rubs me the wrong way. It's like a yeah. focus of like, it feels 
mean-spirited almost rather than, yeah. oh, this is just something, this is a difference in core values. It's yeah. actually, yeah. I wish that you were more show-offable in the way that Danny right. was. Right. That's not exactly what she says, but that's what it feels like to me, Anna, I, speaking for Anna. Yeah, I think that's true, though. I, yeah. I projected onto this scene when someone told me that they were down to be a stay-at-home baby daddy, and I was like, this is terrifying to me. Oh, yeah, it's my nightmare. <laughs> but I was I like, you know, I'm still going to be working for Autostraddle, right? Because I'm never going to be making a two-income <laughs> salary you know what i mean like sorry it was a lot it was a lot yeah i mean but that's that like <laughs> also, it's also Sophie my wants to be a stay-at-home mom. yeah I mean, but no one they don't want a job <laughs> no working 2021 i mean in the hour they already don't go to work yeah. that often um speaking of work though now right. we're at the event that drew and i didn't yeah. know about yeah. um woo. i love that again the l word posits that poker is the only thing to do on a Saturday night and the only way to make a large amount of money. Right. They didn't just throw a party. Nope. A karaoke, a karaoke party. I was just about to say that everybody loves an auction, you know, do a date auction. Um, my boyfriend's fraternity did that. And I bet, I don't know if we should be following what your boyfriend's fraternity did. Did you win him? Yeah, I think because everyone was scared of me probably, but I mean, he was not a prize. (laughs) So, okay. So, Oh boy. We're at the event. Yes. Once again, everyone's in the same room for most of yeah, this fun. episode as with last episode. First, I really think Alice looks good. I mean, we've been saying Alice looks good this whole episode, but... I didn't like her hair. I, it worked for me. Drew really liked her I hair. I was like really surprised that it worked for me. I like that look on people. Not to brag, but that's how I did my hair when I went to the Golden Globes party Ooh. before the world shut down January 2020. Right. Um, so, Alice is here, I agree with Drew, looking great. And she sees Sophie and Finley, and Mm -hmm. she's like, Hey, it's nice to see you two dressed up. Or wearing anything, really. (laughs) Oh, good one. Yeah, we deserve that. Uh, Well, thanks for being so cool. I was just really horrified about the whole thing. Oh my God, I've done worse, first of all. But there's a lot of network people here, so you can make nice. Okay, that's That's awesome. Yeah, we got it. And then also, Nat is here. Mm Mm-hmm. Which means that Alice is not going to be on her best behavior. So, <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I think this whole interaction was really cute. Yeah. Like, cause, really cause like, they, like Finley and Sophie are like kind of teasing them yeah. and they're like not, they're like, it's just funny. It's yeah. like a cute little, it was cute. Wow. Hi. Okay. Are you, are you two? We just, that's, we just hang out and stuff. Oh, yep. Just hanging. Okay. Sounds totally believable. Hey. Pretty much all we do. So glad you guys made it. Hi. Hi. And you made it. Yes. Hi. Good to see you. It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, it has. Happy to be here. And I thought that continued into when Shane is talking to Alice about yeah. communicating yeah. with Nat and how is it going? And mm-hmm. Alice is like, what are you, Oprah? I thought <laughs> yeah. that was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that ball of fun keeps rolling because Bet and Pippa are here too. Yeah, and Bet is, again, has made a choice. And her choice is a blazer that is to ideas in one blazer mm-hmm. and that is art she and that Frankenstein is her power that is power is a patchwork blazer <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um shane and alice embarrass bet in front of pippa <laughs> that they was do cute a, yeah they do a whole little routine about how long bet has been chasing pippa and how bad she wanted her and yeah. it's not super clear if it's about professional stuff or sexual stuff but mm-hmm. it's embarrassing nonetheless mm-hmm. and very fun and then Carrie shows up. Well, or first there. Shane asks Alice oh. if she's ever seen Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> because Alice is wearing that blue yes. suit. Yeah. Carrie shows up. Right. 
before we get to the all of the cringe of it, they her and Alice have a super, super cute interaction. Yeah. That is obviously like intentionally meta. Hey. Oh hey Carrie. How are you? Good. Good. You look great. Thank you. <laughs> I just wanted you to know I love the show this season. It's fantastic. Oh, uh, that's really sweet. I mean, a lesbian talk show host? That's me. It's unprecedented. I know. Well, there's Ellen. Yeah. 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 But yeah, after that I can't think of anyone. It was like road wide open. No, you're like paving the way for everybody. Yeah. It's a, it means a lot to a lot of people. It means a lot to me. Thank you. Have you been to a talk show? Never. I can get you tickets. Are you kidding? No, I could do, I mean, I could call my producer. And oh, like, I would love it. That's oh. something. It's really funny. Yeah. It's cute because, I you know. I enjoy that. I enjoy, I enjoyed that. I imagined all of them on the set being like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are you so funny and self-referential? <laughs> and, then, and then Alice offers Carrie tickets, which like going to see tapings is such a miserable experience. <laughs> that is something that you learn when you go to see tapings. But I do feel like Carrie would be the kind of yeah. person who would want to go to see a taping and might actually enjoy it. Rosie got me tickets to go to The View and I had a great time. At I'm so glad you 6 did. 6 a.m. or whenever it was. Yeah, something weird about tapings is that you always have to go at an insane time. You yeah. always have to sit in like a very cold stage for a long time. Yeah. And they're always like, plastic folding chairs it's not to get super la about it but i hope carrie has a fun time okay okay so finley asks <laughs> sophie if they th if she thinks alice is a top which was a fun little interaction and then sophie's like brings up tom <laughs> and finley says she was going to ask like how writing the d was just just like okay the show, the show like, alternating between caring a lot about if tom is a man and not caring at all if tom is a man is I mean, I think this is a realistic thing that someone like Finley would say. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's like, it's not, it's not unrealistic. I just, I don't know. It's one of those things that's like, it's not transphobic. Obviously, we know that Tom is a cis man. It's just one of those things that like feels, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's not something that I would ever like bring up if someone said out in the world, which people say stuff like this all the time. It's just, I, I don't know. What else is not a surprise? is that Finley crushes with this old white man exec. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. I think it is such a silly thing of Sophie to be nervous about this. Yeah. Obviously, this is going to go well. You know what? I've spent a lot of time with white male execs in my day. <laughs> Not a lie. And you know what they love? Baby mask lesbians. Yes. But being flattered, uh -huh. being like played to as they love the like, hey, big guy kind of like humor, yeah. which is what Finley does because she's a baby mask lesbian. Yeah. She's like elbowing yeah. him, broing out. Obviously, this man thinks that's charming. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of like, ooh, bonus points because I'm doing it with a woman instead of with a right. fratty like Dartmouth dude, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, like a cool lesbian thinks mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And also, I think that like with Finley's backstory, like she's had to kind of charm her way into a lot of things. So she's yeah. like, on money or resources. So it's totally predictable that she's probably good with like at all different types of people. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so Shane spots Carrie having a drink at the bar and goes over to talk to her because she had seen her walking into the AA meeting. And Carrie says that it wasn't, she was going to the OA, like Overeaters Anonymous meeting. I don't know if we're supposed to believe her or not. Oh, interesting. I just did believe her. But, I then I, but then as the episode went on, I wondered if we weren't supposed to. Right, believe. like in the moment we were watching, we were like, oh, oh, okay. So yeah, she went. To, but then later in the episode, I was like, were we not supposed to believe her? I couldn't tell. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, what was interesting about this is that whether it is overeating or alcohol, she says that like being around that and this group of people is like really triggering for her. Mm -hmm. And um, 
and that if like Bet just gave her a chance, she thinks that she might like her and it brings up all this stuff. And like, it is interesting to see, it is a little bit like the lobster episode of the original L word of like seeing the like unspoken fact that the L word is populated by this very specific type of person who yeah. is sort of a nightmare <laughs> or at least very much like fitting into this, I don't know, certain box, like actually addressing that and actually being like, this is a, it's very hard to be around these kinds of people. And if you're not up to their like whatever level. And I thought that was interesting to like have her explicitly say that. Yeah. yeah. Shane she also overshares. <laughs> and it's so cringy. Yes, and you, very much you can so. tell like Shane, cause she's like, I've, and in a way reminded me of, of me. <laughs> um, but she like starts talking about her antidepressants and yes. that, Ooh, and like just, how bad she wants bet to like her and yeah. maybe she ha maybe she can try this thing and shane has been giving good advice this episode and continues to do so but yeah. basically is like you have to take it slow with bet i wish that shane had said no trust me i'm a bet <laughs> expert but she's basically doling out advice of you can't come on too strong with bet and yeah. viewers of the all word know because bet will react poorly yeah. yeah um carrie doesn't know that so she's for sure going to continue on with her plan but um do yeah. we, Reese, you know this. How did Shane become friends with Bet and all of them? Did they meet at that Millennium party or whatever? Or were they already friends with her at that point? I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like such a thing where like, I find it surprising that Bet would not be judgmental towards Shane when Bet first had met Shane. No, it was Dana who was judgmental yeah, towards was Shane. Dana. Anyways, um, I, that was just something that I was thinking about. But yeah, it is. it is very cringy, but also... It's not the cringiest thing that we're getting. Nope. It's no, get not even, we're not but even there But before that, we have a nice little break, which is scene that I would have been freaking out about if I'm just going to give like a slight thing and then we can get into the fun part of it, mm -hmm. which is just, it's an it's about Angie and Jordy. And I just, if the previous scenes with Jordy had been like Angie being like, I really want to talk to Jordy about all my dad stuff. And Jordy's like, I'm so sorry. I'm just so busy right now. I can't see you. And yeah. Angie's like, I really needed to talk. And like, Jordy hasn't been there for me. And it wasn't like, oh, when I sit with Jordy, she's like texting and being like, yeah. oh my God, prom this, prom that. She's like, just not available. Then this scene would have hit so hard because like, oh, she was preparing. Anyways, that's my one little thing. Let's get into the fun, which is that Angie is like getting ready to break up with Jordy. <laughs> and then Jordy's like, put on a raincoat and put on these headphones. And then it's like a promposal for the ages. Literally la la land who i yeah. don't know her this was so over the top but so sweet to me i thought it was so cute but i was worried that angie was gonna i told drew this like i was nervous about the nature versus nurture situation <laughs> for a second because i thought that angie having gone into this conversation wanting to break up with jordy and then jordy doing this big grand gesture yeah that she would do a bet porter thing and immediately shut down right and she didn't she was no. very excited yeah yeah, yeah that was um, that, she won her over lickety split that yeah. turned around in a dime i the way this was happening i kept thinking about that meme with like the sort of stick figures and like ones in the corner of the party and it's like <laughs> they don't know the blah blah i was thinking about that and i was like they don't know that i was about to break up with you <laughs> right okay yikes yeah let's get into the worst scene of this episode i think um, so Carrie, as I said, does not take Shane's advice and she's like, I'm going to force myself to be friends with Bette Porter, which yeah. is just famously not how Bette Porter works. Right. I already said famously twice on the pod today. If I say it again, then I you're not going to be famous anymore. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to cut you off the fame list. Thank we're you. We're going to put you right down to the D list. 
Um, right now you're in the A-list. <laughs> thank you. Um, she's asking if she can sit at Bet's table. If, you know, she's trying to make nice. Bet sort of blows her off. And Carrie, as Reese said, overshares and says, So funny. I just had a total flashback from my high school in Staten Island that when I would ask all the cool girls if I could sit with them at lunch, they would just, like, you know, whisper, oh, she's such a dyke. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. That was obviously... <laughs> Not my intention. Oh, no, I didn't mean that at all. No, no, right. no. And then because Carrie has said, like, they used to call me a dyke. So <laughs> Bet says that I, re- I genuinely am stunned. I don't know what to say. So Bet says that happened to me, too, at soccer camp. There yeah. were these girls who called me and then she uses the N word and mm-hmm. then a dyke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing about it is to me, I was like, when she started the story, I yeah. was like, oh, we're doing a thing where we're all bonding about how some of us have been called dykes in high school yeah and like some of us have been bullied you know and it never seemed like she was trying to bond in good faith but it seemed kind of like a bet porter everyone's been through that experience so yeah. sure mm-hmm. but because of the escalation of what she shares which in the university of the word like if that is bet's experience then sure mm-hmm. but because of how intense it is mm-hmm. it automatically makes it into like you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. I know oppression. But then she follows it up with... We don't need to compete at the oppression no, Olympics, no, do we? Not no. at all. Definitely right. not. Which is literally what she's doing. It was just a whole head fuck back to back. Like, it was very... I paused... Drew and I had to pause and be like, what just happened? <laughs> it was really weird. Yeah. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish with this scene because then the scene continues and it's not that one moment. Like, Bet continues to worse. be... Bet's, like, awful. I guess that I just wanted your um, your blessing. Maybe your just acceptance would you know, be nice. If you think what you have with Tina is working and you feel really good about it, then I don't see why you would care what I think about you. And right. it's so, so mean. And so that paired... I think it's something we've talked about a lot with the L word past and present is that sometimes they like will pair these things that are actual issues to talk about with like a character in the wrong. And so then you're like, wait, what do you want us to think here? Because like, yeah, bet experiences racism that Carrie does not understand. That's not what this is about though. So why are you having bet express that when like in this, it just, it undermines like, it undermines the, how like, the, like terrible it is. Yeah. And, and how I dramatic just, it is. And I just don't really know what they want. Our, do they want our response to be that like Bet and Carrie are equally at fault here or equally right? Like, am, is that what they want us to feel? Cause it feels rough. Like I don't, I, I mean, it's like, it's so, com- cause first of all, Carrie is being, I mean, she's being inappropriate also. Like I was like secondhand embarrassment for her. Cause I yeah. was like, First of all, like, why are you bringing that? Like, don't yeah. bringing up God this, that you were bullied in high school. Like, it was so. And also, she's already a little bit drunk, and so yeah. you're like a little bit nervous that yeah, yeah. of where this could go. That could have just let her sit there. Yeah. Or th- yeah, this is a thing where I agree with Bet that this is a person who I would not want to engage with a ton at this party in yeah. this moment. Yeah. I would also try to blow off this type of person yeah. in my but life. Look, Shane just did it. A yeah. Lot better. Yeah. <laughs> but. Again, it's just like, so am I supposed to think that Bet handled this correctly? Or am right. I supposed to think Carrie is being awkward and so Bet should have done it like this? It doesn't make sense. And the thing is, it's fine to not want to be friends with your person's yeah. new person. That is allowed. Mm-hmm. And Drew, to your point about Bet, you don't yeah. need to tell people specifically about yeah. the thing. She could have just been like, 
look, I'm on a date. Yeah, yeah. I have someone with me. I will be civil because of Tina, but we're like, I'm not going to yeah. do this friend thing. Yeah. And also because Carrie can't assume that Bet is going to want to spend the night with her. Like you can't just show up and be like, I've decided totally. this is what we're doing. Totally. You know what I mean? So like, and then it's like, I don't know what the show wants us to think because they're both wrong. Sure. But they're both. They're, like when yeah. I write out the squabble, like I don't know who wins. No <laughs> one. No one won. But one side of it is so much more. Has so much more power. And like vicious, it feels like. Yeah. yeah. And also, yeah. again, in Bet Porter sharing instances of racism, I would like to clear cuttedly be on her side. I would uh-huh. like to be like, that was fucked and we should talk about that. Yeah. I don't want to be like, why would you say that now? That feels mean. Like, right. that's, I don't want to have conflicted feelings about that. I want to be like, yes, you experienced racism and yeah. that's bad. We should not. I don't well, know. There's an interesting, there's like an interesting thing that the show could have done, which I don't think, and maybe they're trying to do this and I don't necessarily think it's working, which is to say that like, Carrie has an energy of like being nice, being friendly, being chatty. I mean, it reminds me of like conversations around like the show Ted Lasso and like <laughs> stuff that that show's exploring, I think quite well this season of like sometimes the person who is the most, well, I want to be friends with everybody that that's not actually kind. That's not actually nice. It's not thoughtful. It's not listening. And so I do think there's something that's interesting as far as like Carrie is Tina's new partner and Bet is still clearly heartbroken over it. And that like Carrie's intense energy. I don't know. Like there's, there's like things to explore. There's also things to explore as far as identities and the different ways the two of them move through the world and like the different things that they've experienced in their life. And like, there is a nuanced, interesting conversation to be had about the fact that when you look at the two of them, Bet is clearly being mean to Carrie, but that doesn't inherently mean that like she's in the wrong and Carrie's mm-hmm. in the right for being like quote unquote nice. But I don't feel like that was handled well because it's so skewed and it's and Bet's so cruel. And that like if that is what they're going for, I don't necessarily that's like such a complicated thing to unpack. And I don't necessarily feel like they lived in the complication enough. And so instead it was just like, whoa. I don't think they thought through enough why on earth Carrie would come to this event. Right. Like or why would she volunteer? Yeah. Like, she why, why like she explains why she's coming, but it doesn't make sense. When you're in high school and people are bullying you, you have nowhere to go. You're at a you're in a whatever your class size is, like those are the people in your life. The great thing about being an adult is that when you when I meet people now who remind me of like assholes I went to high school with, I go, Oh, you remind me of assholes I went to high school with. You are not going to be in my life. Or right. it because bet has to be in Carrie's life, it'd be like I'm going to smile and kill you with kindness, but not interact with you whenever I don't have to. And we don't need to be friends. Like it's, right. it is, I mean, clearly like Carrie is like a pretty, has a lot of damage and is like, has not confronted those old wounds and yeah. is like projecting a lot onto the admittedly very toxic, very scary environment that is the L words lesbian universe. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so that is really interesting to me. And it like, it feels realistic to me. Um, I just don't know what we're supposed to think about Beth's reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's all continue to chew on that and just move on. But Danny, I'm sorry. Danny needs like an advanced team for every event she gets invited to oh right now. Oh my God. Because <laughs> every time she walks in and is stunned that like the people who have broken her heart are there. And yeah, I just she feel needs like advanced. someone should go Absolutely, do the groundwork, yeah. come back outside and say, okay, I'm prepping you. Yeah. They're standing over there. They're standing over also, there. They're another, not standing. They're kissing. Another bold choice this evening for Carrie and from Danny. Why? 
And also, no one in this fucking writer's room say, you know what? All of our characters have names that end with <laughs> I or IE. I told all you of that. I said that. Right. And I really didn't feel like the, you guys latched onto it as much as I correct. wanted to. And it's crazy. You're correct. It is insane. All of the new characters, all of them, literally every not, single one not, of them except Micah. And, yeah, Micah and Maribel. But, like uh, Sophie, yeah. Danny, Jordy. Angie. Wow. Finley. Oh, I forgot about Jordan. Gigi Carey. Gigi Carey. What's happening? All we have is Nat and Micah. Wow. Both of whom are in and out. You know what I mean? Who we aren't talking about enough. I've said the I sound so much on this podcast. Yeah. Someone needs to go in and fix this. (laughs) ASAP. Change all their names immediately. Danny. Also, why are you going to this event alone? Danny walk. You know who probably would go with you and who's not doing anything is Gigi. Well, Danny's going to the event to talk to Bet. Right? Oh, right. Danny's going to to be like, hey, Bet, we're having a good time at this event. So how would you feel if I hooked up with your ex-girlfriend who you're clearly still in love with because who wouldn't be in love with Gigi? Her little mission. Yeah. I think I'm, yeah, I should talk. Danny's here to ask. She doesn't want anyone to get hurt like she was hurt. It's very sweet, but it's very silly to imagine Danny here to ask Bet for Gigi's hand (laughs) in relationship. It doesn't make any sense because Bet could not care less about Gigi. And I wish that Danny would just accept that, yeah. but we're on our way we'll, to that we'll because yeah. she goes into the bathroom to avoid <laughs> Sophie and Finley kissing. Yeah. Nat and Alice are having stall sex. Yeah. What number sex would you rank bathroom stall sex? It's uh, low for me. I would say low. Yeah, I would say low. Clean bathroom stall sex. Right. I don't know if I've done it in a clean bathroom. My experience is all in bar bathrooms or party bathrooms, yeah. which are not great. Um, what did you put XX at? 11? Uh, yeah. And then I argued up to 7? Yeah, I would put bathroom stall sex at like a 7. Fascinating. Yeah, I would say... i good bathroom stall sex. I would Highest say is 13. On a 1 to 10 scale? No, no, no. no like, this is like ranking ranked. the best sexes. Oh, yeah. It would be pretty far, far down there for like, me. Like in the teens? I think we're supposed to believe that Nat has an incredibly high sex drive. Yes. Like and wildly high sex yes. drive. Wildly high sex drive and loves for it to be in, in public. public. Right. The thing about this is that it's fine to fuck in a bathroom stall. They're at a fancy event. No, it's not the time. So Danny says that she's here to talk to Bet, and <sighs> Nat and Alice are like, ah, no, there's no They're need. So mean. <laughs> you don't need to do that. Yeah. That doesn't give a shit. Yeah, Bet doesn't care at all. Take Gigi off our hands. I'm like, you guys, stop. Everyone is so mean about Gigi. It's so yeah, weird. I don't get it. But they're like, take Gigi off our hands. Also, Nat reveals. And for what it's worth, um, Gigi's really into you. Oh, yeah. I had lunch with her the other day and I haven't seen her like this in a long time. Oh, yeah, that was cute. Um, Which I thought was sweet. I think Drew thought it was inappropriate. Yeah, I think you should. I look, it's nice, but I I mean, you don't I don't know. I think they have no respect for Gigi. They don't care about her boundaries. Yeah, they should have respected that privacy of Nat and Alice are meddlers at heart. And that's why they like having sex in public places for Um, some reason. Um, The next thing that happens is one of those things that makes me want to scream which is that <laughs> speaking of inappropriate yeah finley apologizes to danny like and then and, but but not but oh not my. to actually apologize to danny finley <laughs> apologized to danny with the purpose of saying to danny you were a good partner to sophie how do i be a better partner to sophie that's wild she's like she's like you're an adult like i'm trying to be an adult in your soul she's like I-, I don't know get a job that's so <laughs> not danny's problem are you kidding yeah and also like I mean, it's funny because 
it's they're throwing back to the earlier scene where Danny's yeah. like, we're the, she's like, we're the same age. And she's, and Danny's like, the similarities end there, which yeah. is like what Finley said earlier. Yeah. But I think what Danny ends up getting to say about it's, this is so It's my real. favorite line of the show. I'm so sick of people thinking I have it together. Because all that means is that, unlike you, people aren't inclined to hold me when I need it most. And if you ever use that against me, so help me God, I will actually kill you. Oh, yeah. I really, as a as an Earth sign, I really um related to that. Right. I, I also liked it when Finley's like, "Can I hug you?" No. <laughs> Again, Finley always trying to do the sort of quote good to other people thing, mm-hmm. but very rarely is it the correct good right. for other people. She's like, "Oh, Danny has admitted something personal. Maybe I should hug her." And yeah. it's like, "You're the." one millionth person that Danny would like to hug. Like there's right. so many people ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. It's similar to what I was saying about Carrie where you're like, oh, it's the nice thing to do. And you're like, but it's not the <laughs> but kind thing to do. That, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I don't think they know what Finley's been doing since between the ages of 18 and 25. Yeah. yeah. She got kicked out and then she popped back up fully formed like, through a time hole into right. Los Angeles. Um, I, she, I, I feel like she would have gone to like a state college or something, you know, but just the, the sense of like that she's had to charm her way into her right. life. Yeah. Which is good. She's built up a lot of charm, but has she hasn't really built a resume. Right. <laughs> okay. Now speaking of charm, <laughs> Bet and Pippa are flirting because Pippa's so bad at poker and Bet is into Pippa being off kilter and mm-hmm. they are chatting, they go to the bar, and then right. their faces get real close to each other. Mm-hmm. And they kiss. Yeah. And then they decide to leave the party. There's a second event in a row that Bet has left early. Yeah. For Pippa. For Pippa. Yeah. It seems like it's kind of ending though, right? Is it? What? The event? Yeah, I think oh, it's one, winding. Who won, yeah, who for won, sure. do you think? I don't know. Shane, Poker. probably. I have no idea. Shane, yeah. You know what? This would have been a great time for a Poppy cameo. Um, Again, like I, I think I would have been way more excited about this if I wasn't souring on bed as much as I am. I agree. I was also like, okay, well, um, that's nice. I hope you're, stay safe, Pippa. Like, I don't love that you're like, tied professionally and personally with this person who's like, I will protect you. I will take care of you. I'm like, okay, I hope that's not kidding. I hope you're really the special one because like I'm a little bit scared for you and yeah, don't say anything that might really dislike because then you could be in the splash zone. Um, Not in a fun way. Um, Also at the bar is Nat who is flirting with someone who is not Alice and Alice hates it. Yeah. Yeah. And Nat comes over and is like, oh my God, that woman at the bar like asked me if you're Alice from TV, like wants to bond over yeah. having just flirted with someone else at the yeah. bar mm-hmm. and Alice doesn't like it. And so of course it's time for a big, big talk, which is to say no talk at all. Just basically nothing's changed. We're having sex and it's fun, but it's not going to work. Yeah. And Alice yeah. is like, why do you have to make me be the one to say this? And I think that's true. Like I do think that it's at this point, like it is, I think, on Nat to equally be like, is this like, you know, not to act clueless. Like it's, I was a little annoyed with Nat for acting so clueless. Like, no, you know that the feelings are still there and the problems are still there. And you know what kind of, like what you want from a relationship and you know what Alice wants and they're not the same thing. And it's sad, but that happens sometimes and stop doing this. Yeah. Especially like in this moment, did Nat have to flirt with someone else at the bar? Like we could have, yeah. Anyway, 
Um, I feel like that's natural personality now. Well, it's polyamorous just, people are monsters. That they is just, true. Yeah, it they, is they an accurate representation of the just, poly community. They can't contain themselves. They just cannot control themselves. Yeah. Not once could they be like, oh, I'm here with one person and that person doesn't like when I flirt with other people, so I'm going to control myself tonight. Never could anyone no, have those boundaries. No. Flirting all the time. Constantly. Flirting all the time. Yeah. Um, then, speaking of big talks, this is not a big talk. Jordy and Angie are sitting where the proposal happened and they're chatting and Angie's like, I'm so relieved. And I thought she was going to say, I thought that you were blowing me off for a couple of weeks. And Jordy is like, I know it's been so crazy. I've been planning, but of course I didn't want to blow the secret. And I think what they're trying to do is the thing, Drew, you're saying. I think they're trying to, it's not really a retcon, but they're trying to sort of quickly be like, Angie has been distant because she's been she's planning, planning a dance. Because yeah. she's been planning this event and she doesn't want to blow the secret. But the thing that doesn't make doesn't sense about that sense. is if you were trying to keep a secret about prom, you wouldn't actually keep bringing up prom. You yeah. would maybe even say, tell me more about your dad. Yeah, actually, right. let's yeah. talk about yeah. that. Also, honestly, Jordy's part in the dance was pretty minimal. <laughs> like the girls did all the fucking leg work and the umbrellas. Like the umbrellas basically danced for them. She literally walked forward. Yeah. Walked back, like raved an umbrella in the air. Come on. So Carrie has responded to her interaction with Bet by getting absolutely shit faced and is not leaving, even though the event has ended or is ending. Tess is like trying to help and talk to her. And then Shane comes over to talk to Carrie. And then Shane's like, I'm going to take you home. It's on the way, which probably isn't. Well, because Tess is like, let's drive her home. And because yeah. she shouldn't lift. And, Tess, and Shane is like, you want me to drive her home? No, because he's like, I don't want her to throw up in a lift. And Shane's like, we want to throw up in my car. And Tess is like, yeah. Maybe. And it's just like, all right. I know that this is a rough time for Carrie, but I love her being wasted and being like, yeah, I'm a lawyer. So great. I passed the bar in two states, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. And she's like, I have money. Like, we talked yeah. about this with Bet and Gigi, too. Like, mm -hmm. she's just different. And yeah. for reasons, some of which make sense and some of which are just inherent to the characters in this mm -hmm. show that's never going to work that yeah. she's different. But then it was like, I didn't know. This is when I was like, it, are we supposed to think she actually was an AA? Because right, right. at first I was like, well, Tess might recognize her or not. But I was like, but then Tess probably wouldn't call that out because she wouldn't call that out. Because mm. are we supposed to see Carrie as somebody who like drank too much tonight out of nerves and acted the way she did or somebody who relapsed tonight into something that she's already right. decided she shouldn't do in her life, right. but is still doing. Right. And yeah. that's like a very different story, I think. And yeah, and it has different feelings like wrapped up in it i yeah. watched this as i almost said i read this as which <laughs> i guess applies but as she got drunk because out of nerves and right. trying to like feel better which yeah. is still not great but but i did love tess and shana's parents yes mm -hmm. like they were both very and like that they both were willing to leave the event to make sure she got home safe this is very different than max was treated yes <laughs> you know and that and I think it's, I mean, Tess is an adult. And now I guess Shane's an adult too. Love that for her. <laughs> Speaking of drunk adults. Mm -hmm. So Finley and Sophie are leaving the event too. They're holding hands. They're cute. Finley tells Sophie that she talked to Danny. Sophie thinks that this is kind of vaguely funny, which is not how I would have reacted. No. Finley says, I thought I could get tips from Danny basically on how to love you better. And Sophie does the thing you would do, which is like, you 
are so charming. Yeah, but not in like a good way. Oh, come on. You charmed the pants off of Barry. I told him he was good looking. That's not. Yes, yes. And he loved it. And you were just yourself. You know, that's hard to do. I can't do that shit. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I lose myself all the time. Ooh. Lose myself at work. I lost myself with Danny. Oh, you just. I can just be myself with you. I, I don't have to think about it. Which I thought was kind of cute. I do think that's, yeah, that's sweet. Nice. But it was also like once they got to the car and we're standing outside of the car and drinking out of a flask yes. and about to get into the car and drive home, I immediately lost my mind yeah. and was unable to concentrate for the rest of the episode. While they were standing next to the van kissing, I was like, mm-hmm. or the whatever kissing, I was like, surely they're not getting into this car. They're waiting for a lift or they're going to walk away. And then they're kissing up against the car. And I was like, well, this is a weird. Then I thought maybe Danny might show up. Like, I just, yeah. I was expecting different drama. Yeah. And then Finley takes a big pull out of a flask. And then 30 seconds later, fewer, five seconds later, Sophie goes, you're good to drive, right? Right. So they get in the I mean, I'm assuming car. Finley is an alcoholic. So Finley is probably very used to driving drunk. And Sophie probably thinks it's fine. But also, it's obviously not fine. Yeah. I, yeah. And they've had, we've seen them have how many drinks? Three? And they've only been on camera for like 15 seconds. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's stressful to me. Yeah, because um, I mean, in TV show, when someone's like, are you okay to drive and they're drunk? You know, but something's being set up. Immediately and, something bad is yeah, going to happen. And I was like, fuck you guys. Yeah. I, yeah, in all caps, I wrote, are you okay to drive? She says, as Finley chugs from a flask. Like, does a pull <gasps> from a flask then gets directly into a car? Like, there's no way. No. No. Nope. What you should have said is, no, I just <laughs> took a pull. Off. Did you just see me take the pull off right. the flask? Let's get a lift. Yeah. Let's walk mm-hmm. for a while. Maybe yeah. anything. Right. Because anyway. even if she is okay to drive, like even if Sophie honestly believes that she's okay to drive, it's also not legal for her to drive. And that's a really bad situation. Billy barely has any money. She cannot yeah. afford any of this for many, many reasons. Anyway, um, anyway, anyway, something more exciting happened, which I did watch on my second go around <laughs> which you were able to see which I was able to see because I had already seen it and I was um yes Danny has gone over to Gigi's and is like ringing her doorbell in the middle of the night and it's lightly starting to rain which mm-hmm. we will see a lot more of I'll tell you what yeah and Gigi's like you're a lot more dramatic than I thought I agree with Gigi that this is quite dramatic it's very dramatic Danny I, I really I really really like this couple though Danny um like just is like says that she's been hurt a lot and basically like does a little a little light slut shaming of Gigi. Yeah, I didn't care for that because I've had that exact same thing said to me and I'm like, no, literally we were at an event of what? It's not going to happen. Right. It's not good. But what I liked is that by taking a beat, like they were Mm -hmm. able to instead of like Gigi just like getting upset or whatever, they were able to get at like what the actual what Danny was actually trying to get at was like, do you really like me? Do you really like me? Or do you you like everyone? Do you just like hooking up with people? Honestly, fair question. Yeah. Gigi does love flirting with people. So that's fair. Yeah. So like I I liked that they eventually got there. And like it it does go to show that like not that you should be okay with people 
being mean to you, but like sometimes taking a second instead of immediately getting sensitive and, and upset to like actually ask a follow-up question can lead to good things. And what it leads to this time is a kiss in the rain. A pretty good kiss. Yeah. yeah. The L word loves kissing and I loved <laughs> kissing also. And I love when the L word loves kissing. Yeah. Um, the amount of hair yes. <laughs> must be discussed. Mm -hmm. Also, as a Jew, I'm just like, it's raining <laughs> and their hair is out. No, I would never. And like the I mean, frizz. I, I can already see it collecting. You can see it start to build, but yeah. also as a person with, I'm sure, similar hair texture to Danny, which is like vaguely wavy, not super tight curls. Yeah. That is going to explode. She's <laughs> going to get so puffy. And yeah. she had a nice blowout. She, she ruined did. the blowout. Gigi, she at did. least, is like, has some bedhead. Yeah. Danny just wasted whatever work <laughs> or money she put into her hair for this evening. But I am like very like, oh, I'm not going to, I don't want to get my hair wet. I don't want to get my hair wet because. I'm very precious about it. I would get my hair wet to kiss Gigi in the rain. I just want to go on the record to say that. I would also kind of get my hair wet to kiss Danny in the rain. Ooh. I'll say. I think right. she's very beautiful. Do we, do we want to break them up and then just like take... <laughs> no, I'm happy. Take. I'm happy to just watch them kiss in the okay. rain for now. But so Gigi is like, come in. And Danny is like, no, no, no. Not yet. But let's keep kissing outside yeah, she wants to take it slow she's such a proper lady in her proper lady dress well i in think it's more dress. about emotional damage right of the whole yeah i mean it is true it like people fuck on the first night on this program frequently yeah i would say like, um it is i mean like tom and alice that was their yeah, first like yeah. they t he thought about being with her for how long 15 16 minutes yeah. and then they were already romping around in the hay having sex that right. that was boring you know <laughs> 30 minutes before they were fully like inside each uh -huh. other he right. yeah. was like i'm gonna set you up with someone and alice yeah. had to be like no i'm hitting on you yeah, yeah um, and then they're bang 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 you know and that is the same for all of the couples yeah. they really just go home and and bang i appreciate this not hooking up on the first date representation right because we're about to get hooking up on the first date representation yes. soon this is a very sexy episode honestly yeah. everyone in this episode was so horny yeah I love it was that. bursting at this at the gills <laughs> <laughs> um, which was very enjoyable my note for the Danny GG scene is I'm still really stressed out about Finley driving. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. um, anyway, the, I just, the hair, the image of these two women with like thick, luscious, very long hair, yeah. they're, both their hands are in the other person's hair. Like if they moved in together, I recently lived with someone, um, my roommate who had very long, very thick hair and I have decently long hair. Disgusting. It's everywhere. Yeah. You, you'll never you not find it. Yeah, I was about to be like, I hate to break it to you about your new roommate, but... <laughs> no, but that's the thing. They'll never not find each other's hairs yeah. in the bathroom, in the kitchen. Anyway, not the point. Yeah. So one last thing with Carrie, and then we can talk about more fun stuff. Um, <sighs> Carrie is drunk. Shane and Tess have gotten Carrie home, and they're like getting her into the house. They're being very sweet, very kind. Yeah, she's so sad. She's like, you people are all so beautiful. It's yeah, really, really I, sad. I mean, not to like rag on Tina again, but like Tina, have they texted tonight? Right. No. Where I know that Tina is out of town or busy or whatever, but How busy. I think that this calls, this calls for like a phone call or something. Yeah. It yeah. just also, why didn't Shane call Tina? I guess because for some reason they refused to put Tina in its scenes <laughs> yeah. with Shane and Alice. who so they were also for some reason friends with Tina. My explanation is that in the, in the bet, Tina breakup that like things got bad with Shane and Alice also. It's the only explanation. Yeah. But oh. now in 2021, Tina and bet are, 
cordial. Like she's Fair. around because of Angie. Fair. So Fair. Shane, especially but who's did, deeply involved in Angie's yeah. life, could be. The, right. Didn't they have? They did have lunch or something in season one. I think yeah. all together, maybe. I mean, um, it's just Shane. But anyway, it poor just, Carrie. Yeah, yeah and it made me really sad too because of the. It's a direct callback to when Carrie and Tina have dinner at Bet and Gigi's first date, and Tina is like, "You're beautiful," mm-hmm. and. Carrie got like emotional like yeah I did love the moment I think it's earlier when Carrie's like I was having a I was supposed to have a great night I have a little sharp suit on (laughs) I got a new outfit you do look cute yeah it's fine these people are mean don't let them bully you yeah except for Shane and Tess who are little perfect angels walking her home we're gonna get you settled and warm and I promise you it's gonna be okay yeah we're gonna get you water and a a cozy bed I don't think you guys understand you know I just can't live like this the rest of my life. I don't think I could marry Tina. I do think that, like, yeah, that Carrie is 60 years old and should not be this fragile. But I don't think it's totally... I don't think it's unrealistic for this 60-year-old queer to be this fragile. And I find it to be... I'm finding it to be very interesting. Like, I, Mm. I found that... I found, like, her whole... Like, everything with her this episode, like... Again, like from the bet perspective, I don't really know what's going on. But from like a Carrie point of view, I find like this whole thing with her to be very interesting. I agree. I think also like she's a public defender. Uh-huh. That's like really cool and great. That's so cool. She Again, I mean, like Max had nothing going on. Again. She, oh, wait, that's not true. He invented computers. He invented computers. He invented computers. Please put please and respect he had that him. beard. Um, and yet, right, but not yet. She's passed the bar in two states. Like that yeah. is hard. She's smart and yeah. savvy, and she like, gets in front of courtrooms every day. Like yeah. that, I was just like, "What's?" I yeah. do think. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Actually, was I was like, "Is this one of those things where, like, when I'm sixty, I'm going to look back at thirty-nine-year-old me saying?" <laughs> wow, that 60-year-old should really get her mental health together and think that I was completely wrong because I, a 60-year-old woman, will be like, I have a bit on antidepressants. <laughs> to, to Shane at the bar? Probably. I, like, maybe I will be 60 yeah. and still very concerned about how hot people think I am. Um, I have learned, though, not to have a ton of drinks when I'm and I am, am only 39. So there is yeah, that. I feel like even just in the years that I've known you, you've you've changed. And I grown. have. Oh, so, that's you know. nice to say. Um. Carrie says, I don't think I can marry Tina. And you get the sense that this is like a crystallization of a bunch of stuff, but it does feel like there's one conversation to be had before. It felt very much like Angie being like, have you ever broken up with someone? Because yeah. she's mad at you. I know, your, probably like, Tina was like, do it. Break up. <laughs> like, you guys, like, there's some conversations to be had about Tina and how much they want to be in Beth's life. And how, right. what if they hung out with Carrie's friends? What if they went back to, uh, they don't live in LA. They weren't living in LA. But she, like, she lives in LA tonight. Right, there's a house here. No, I know that, but they weren't. So, like, go back to what you were doing before. If my partner's ex was Bat Porter, I would not try to endear myself. I would simply, I would simply go to maybe I don't know, just spitballing here, looking out my window, Ross dressed for less. <laughs> Anything you know? other than spending the time with yeah, that. The Seven Eleven could be more fun. Might meet yeah. nicer people. Um, speaking of Bet, speaking um, of Bet, Bet uh, brings Pippa to an art thing like a light it's like a yeah that's triangle. Art. it's the triangle of light yeah. and it says a lot it it's art and it's then, art. and and bet loves to have sex on art and they sure do and it is very even though i'm like feeling complicated about that it is very hot it's really hot and also very beautifully shot yes. it's mm-hmm. like 
high end sex scene for the L word. Yes. I think like it's yeah. lovely to look yeah. at. Um, and we do at, at last, at long last, see what the hand on the back. Yes. We were, yes. We were watching and I pointed, you know, that <laughs> meme of Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen. Uh-huh. I was like, promo shot. <laughs> yeah. We found it. Bet's like nice lacy bra and Pippa's hand um, in the light. They, they like love lighting. The lights mm. are genuinely very cool, as I've already said. But why is everyone having sex at their place of business? I don't know. <laughs> so frequently in this because show. Because it's fun to look at. Yeah. I've never seen Beth like work on a computer as she, fast as she did in that room. She's like, blah, blah, blah. she knew how's how to. He gonna, how's Kismet going to feel about this? I was going to say. Probably good, I guess. What, yeah. yeah. What is, is the installation like you get to pick your own lights? Is it that Beth set? Whatever. It's, it's fine. It's that you get to have sex with somebody, an artist that you admire <laughs> under the lighting of your choice. On like a cold, And that has appeal. That's on a new, a, that's experiential art cold gallery floor cold gallery floor yes it's no it's no jail overnight jail for <laughs> for protesting sex in, a mu- sex in a museum or a gallery would be cool i'm i'd be into that i think I'm i don't anti. know how it would happen but i've had sex in a in the parking lot of an art museum Ooh. i was just about to say we're playing a quick round of i have i would i wouldn't <laughs> and we hit all three reese says yeah. i have drew says i would anna i wouldn't okay good for us um Okay, Tess and Shane are leaving Carrie's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, were you that kind of drunk? And Tess was like, oh, I was much worse because she didn't break a bone or a dish. And that was funny. And then they're Everyone getting... Everyone wants their hair to get fucked up tonight, apparently. Yeah. No, And they had an umbrella. They didn't have to yeah, let their no hair one's, get fucked up. No one is thinking about the frizz. I, Everyone's just thinking about the mouth. When you kiss in the rain, is it as much water in between your two faces as when you have sex in the shower i had an ex who was really into shower shower sex sex. i didn't either i mean it's fun to have sex with someone who you like you know i enjoyed it but when you hit a weird angle and the faucet means that there's just a just stream of water down both of your faces in between where your mouths are touching uh, that's a pass for me and is raining like that i guess there's not as much it water. depends on it depends on the kind i mean like i would say don't have like don't make out during a tropical storm sure but like i, I think there's do what? <laughs> make out during a tropical yeah. storm but there i mean do it inside with protected no, do it windows out, do it outside um, but but um make out in a hurricane yeah i think it depends on i just think it depends on the, like same with the water pressure of the shower it depends on the water pressure of the rain i've never never loved it um okay so then mm. speaking of people who are in a horny in an inappropriate location. So true. Finley and Sophie are driving and Sophie, they're looking at each other in love a lot. And, but Sophie's I, being like, she's reaching over. Like Finley is obviously like, I'm driving drunk. So I'm right. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm on this 10 and two looking uh-huh. forward. And yeah, Sophie is being pretty annoying. I mean, it's, I get that. Like, this is a cute thing if nothing goes wrong. Right. As we know, something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. So now it's annoying. But I don't remember if I said this in the first season, but anytime two characters are in a car, I expect that there is going to be a car accident. The reason I think about it in the first season is because Sophie and Danny were driving mm-hmm. to their wedding venues and it was a lot of like yeah. through the windows. Mm-hmm. We're looking at them driving and I was like, Ooh. a car is going to come and T-bone them. Yeah. And that's what I thought was going to happen here too. Like, right. This is the most car crash preparation scene of all time like mm-hmm. you are just yeah. expecting it the whole time because she's six finley's hands down her pants they're gonna Who, do some car sex like everybody like to say if they would have while driving 
I simply would not. No. I'm going to get vulnerable. I don't know that I'm good enough with my hands in a stationary <laughs> sort of situation where mm-hmm. I don't have to be focusing. You know, I'm yeah. self-conscious about that when we're just in a bed. Right. You variables. Yeah. That's the personal stuff. That's fine. Yeah. In a car, there's no way I can do both. Right. I wish that the listeners... I mean, has really long arms. Could see my enactment <laughs> of one hand on the wheel and one arm <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> just seems acrobatic yeah, just in a way that's un- not and feels unsafe in a way that just like doesn't yeah i don't like it i was just like as soon as she started doing that i was like oh my god oh my god yeah. so you watch this stressfully for yeah. a few minutes not minutes but it feels eternal mm-hmm. and then of course they don't get hit by a car which Thank is god good yeah they don't or hit, hit another car else. which yeah. is good but there are sirens and a cop is coming and again in like a sort of this would be cute if we weren't in a serious situation but now it's kind of annoying because it's serious sophie's like but you're okay. You're okay, right? Like, you're okay, right? It just, the whole thing, I was like, of course like she's not. about it and putting, which also feels just weird, like, race-wise. Right. I'm just like a little, I was just like a little bit confused by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, with all the things that this show, like, wants to talk about. Yeah, it's sometimes. weird that Sophie wouldn't be more aware of that. Like, yeah. or in fact, not just like more aware, but been incredibly hyper aware yeah. yeah i feel like finley's aware of it because she probably drives drunk so often that is always mm-hmm. on her mind but i feel like there's sophie would be very much more aware of it than she is yeah. in this scene as well yeah again i the sobriety storylines it's just not doing it for me I, it just well get ready because finley's about to be going to aa with tess right well that's the thing it, this is what i wish it feels like this is sort of going to be a culmination of in combo with the rest of what happened in this episode is sort of going to be a culmination of Finley's irresponsible. And this is like, she needs to get her life together with regard to sobriety, which they can go together. Like a person who is very goofy and doesn't really have career aspirations can also need to get help for drinking. Mm -hmm. But those are so separate. Like they're not the same issue and it feels intentionally or not like coming at the end of this episode Mm -hmm. is like Finley just fucks around and doesn't care. And now she's going to have to get serious and admit Mm. that something is wrong. And it's like her and Sophie are equally at fault for what just happened. And like Sophie is even like drunk. Well, who knows, but they're both wasted. Neither of them should be driving and they both made the decision and Sophie instigated the sex. Like, well, and Sophie asked Finley to drive again. Finley should, everyone made bad choices. I'm not saying that. I just don't love the conflation of, Finley's irresponsible and right. that actually points to a bigger problem. Sometimes people are just irresponsible mm-hmm. and also sometimes people have very serious problems with alcohol. It seems like Finley has both, but the show doesn't seem to care that much about mm. pulling those apart. Right. It's all wrapped up into goofball Finley. And I just, again, I realize that like sometimes things ping for you in a personal way where you're like, I'm mad about this actually, yeah. me. But it just feels kind of like easy mm-hmm. for them to make this the thing right anyway but it's i think i i was like this is i feel like what they're setting it up is for this to be a conflict now between finley and sophie because i'm sure finley will be like this was i mean they both played a part in what happened but finley is the one who who has to deal with the consequences of it or whatever and then finley is going to have a hard time getting her life on track with everything that she's going to be required to do as a person with a dui mm-hmm. and then like Sophie's going to hold that against her. And I just could just, I was like, I can already see all of the fucking. Right. Or maybe more annoyingly, she's somehow going to get out of it. It's actually not going to be a big thing. That's the other thing. The L word 
especially this, the yeah. Gen Q, like that's, and that's what I said, like after I watched it for the first time, I was like, the other thing is though, we had an episode where Sophie was visiting Danny in Ohio, And at the end, Danny was like, what if you stayed the night? And then she was like, nothing. We had an episode where, and then we picked up the, we don't even know what happened. Right. After that. Or like we, that one where Shane left the bar and told Finley to lock up. And then Finley just left at some point, like, Nothing. I, the bar could have gotten robbed. We have no idea. You know, right. there's like all these little things that Sherry sort of Jaffe, like they constantly are doing that where they have a big thing at the end and then it just, and then it just disappears in the, yeah. in the unknowable amount of time between episodes. Yeah. Well, and that's I the hate episode. To, I hate to end on and that. And that's, that's the episode. episode. That's the episode. I feel like I got most of my thoughts out about this episode in that last section mm -hmm. i think the carrie and finley stuff is really tough and some of the bet and especially the bet stuff was really tough and i don't really know where they're gonna take it or why it feels necessary to them yeah. but you know it started off really strong really good sex scene at the beginning and some good smooches which i love yeah like i would say that there's things that i'm sort of like mm, and there's also things that i think are maybe I don't have issues with how they're being handled as much as they're just like painful. And then there's things I have issues with how they're being handled. And then there's stuff that's fun. I, I would say that like, did I like this episode? Mm. That's a complicated question. I don't know. Did I, I, think it was I don't a, think I did. Did I think it was like a pretty good episode? Yeah. I agree. I thought it was well done. Uh, well made. Mostly. Mostly. But it was a little bit like not what I ordered, yeah. you know? Because <laughs> like if, a, if like a pretty good dish at a restaurant came out, yeah. but you were like, well, this isn't really what I wanted though. That's sort of how that felt to me. Yeah. Um, but, but I really like, uh, Gigi and Danny together. And I really like Danny's talking about the, how some people don't get to express their emotions the same way as yep. other yes. people do. And I really liked that. And I liked Shane and Tess touching faces mm -hmm. finally in the rain, in the rain. Everyone. The, okay. One realistic thing about this is, people in Los Angeles do make a big deal about it raining. Yeah. And that's what happened in the L word too. Um, but look next week, we're going to get a third event. Oh, right. Cause it's the book, Cause launch. It's the book launch. So, Oh yeah, we are. That's going to be so thrilling. I'm that'll so be fun. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of two L and back generation Q one of two podcasts brought to you by autostrada.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 2 Back, and you can also email us at 2LMBackCast at gmail.com. Don't forget, we also have a hotline. Yes, it still exists. Give us a call, leave us a message, or just give us a piece of your mind. You can reach us at 971-217-6130. We also have merch. Head over to store.autostraddle.com. There are Bet Porter for President t-shirts. There are two Ellen Beck stickers and lots of other simply iconic Autostraddle merchandise. Our theme song is by the talented B. Sedwell. Our brand new two Ellen Beck Generation Q logo is by the incredible Jackie Co. Jackie is so, so talented and you should definitely go check out her work. I've linked her website and socials in the show notes. And definitely let us know if you want us to make stickers of the new logo because I think those would look pretty sick. This episode was produced, edited, and mixed by me, Lauren Klein. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren Taylor Klein and on Twitter at LT Klein. You can follow Drew everywhere at Draw Gregory. That's Drew in the present tense. You can follow Annalisa on Instagram at Analoka with two A's and on Twitter at Analoka with one A and an underscore. 
You can follow our in-house Elward Savant and living legend Reese Bernard everywhere at Autowin. Autostraddle is at Autostraddle. And of course, the reason why we are all here, Autostraddle.com. Okay, so sticking with the trend of last week with our now full of intention L words, we are going to end this episode with an L word that describes what we thought of this episode. So Drew, Reese, and Elisa, what are your L words? My word's lottery. Uh-huh. Because you won it? Because I feel like I won it with this episode. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Because that could have been another fundraiser idea. Lottery tickets. Oh, Anything other yeah. than poker. Well, that's or illegal, but. will next week's event be fun or not fun? Mm. We've had two and each one of each. So, you know, kind of a lottery situation. Will I win the lottery next week or not? Yeah, mine is lunch. <laughs> because um, I think my feelings about this episode are similar to my feelings about lunch. Um, and I, <laughs> I'm not, I don't, lunch is my least favorite meal. Lunch is my least favorite meal too. Yeah, it's, I'm it's, really annoyed by it. It's not my go-to meal, but usually I can like find, like usually like the, I can like add a, like a, like the snack aspect of lunch. I really enjoy it. Like if like, if I'm having, yeah, like, I mean, lunch is a series of snacks. Right. So, but there's usually <laughs> like the main snack. Sometimes I'm like iffy on, but then like, if I also am like, oh, but I also like had chips or cookies. Like that's the Gigi and Danny. And yes, I did also think of lunch and go, how am I going to justify it? Because <laughs> I can't have another episode where I can't think of an L word. That's so embarrassing. Yeah. Reese's, and I can't prepare ahead of time. I simply have too much else going on in my life. Reese's this week is lactose intolerant because she's never said it before. No, go ahead. What is it? <laughs> Lactose intolerant. Has Reese ever done lactose intolerant? No, but I'm curious to hear why for this episode. Um, because of the light show, I think at the museum, and also because of the um scenes in with driving and eyebrows, um, the rain. I don't, maybe I don't know what the word lactose intolerant means. <laughs> also, there was there was all this stuff about um, poker mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, Carrie uh-huh. and all this makes you want to host almond milk, <laughs> bathroom sex, you know, and and that always brings me back to lactose intolerant. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. I didn't think she was going to land the plane, but you but, know what she yeah. did? She did it. She, she really landed did. it. You freaked it's it. It's like that movie where the guy landed the plane upside down. Did you see that movie? Sully. Sully? Or Flight? No. I, the oh, one where goodness. Denzel Washington was Flight. drunk. Yeah. 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 Well, yep. you guys should see it. No, you shouldn't. It's a really bad movie. Better there, than Into the Wild. There's like 40 better Denzel Washington movies you should watch before you watch Flight. Anyways. Let's call it. <laughs> let's call it. That's the that's the end of it. <laughs> Topping, laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way.